Welcome, everyone, to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Stocks. I am Nate, here with Jimbo. What up, what up? And we are talking some baseball today, and specifically, one very specific stat on the Fangraphs website on their minor league leaderboards here. You can sort by stats for minor league stats, and we are looking at walk rates. Um today and we'll be factoring in other different uh statistics and with it and so real quick the reason we're choosing walk rate and a couple other things before we begin number one i've set the parameters to a minimum 100 plate appearances i don't really care about anybody underneath that and to an extent i really don't care if you had under 200 but we have to set it at under 100 because guys like emmanuel rodriguez had 199 plate appearances that's one off of 200 like so we can't we can't just ignore that right um but so that's the parameters set to walk rate minimum 100 plate appearances and then we're trying to find names in here that are interesting that also have cards or maybe should have cards in the future that you can jot the name down and say hey i'm going to remember this for later um the reason we are doing this is because for walk rate, and Jimbo can give his reason for walk rate um, as well, but the reason I love walk rates is because it gives a nice baseline of where the guy's eye is at. Um, if you are taking a, a high walk rate, you know you have a pretty probably good feel of the strike zone. doesn't necessarily mean that you're good at making contact with the ball, but you do have a good feel for the strike zone, and that will give you a nice floor to rest upon um your baseball player profile at least for me there yeah. is there is value in guys that don't hit well but can still get on base right and now you can't make a team up of just guys that walk because you need somebody that drives in players but there is a nice floor there for me and so that's what i always usually start with when looking at a player is walk rate and then move on from there because if he doesn't have the nice floor, um, the safety net that I like to have in my investments isn't there to become a productive player. And so you need a lot of other things to break correctly. Um, and uh, that's why I always I always gravitate towards walk rate first. Um, Jimbo, do you have uh, uh, thoughts on walk rate? Yeah, absolutely. So like, yeah, for me, the same way, you know, a lot of similar things, walk rate. A lot of times, um, you, you know, you can be a great hitter, but you won't – they won't uh, move you up to the next league until you can, you know, kind of have the plate discipline and have the uh, – be able to have a good eye and, and swinging at good pitches. Like not just getting on base or having a good average or home runs and, and, and stuff like that, but actually swinging at good pitches when you get them. But then also being able to take, take, uh, take strikes, all that good stuff to help you win a game. Um, because at the, at the highest level, that's what means the most because pitching, the pitching competition gets so much better, you know, with every league that if you're swinging outside the strike zone or you're not walking, they'll, you know, they won't throw you any strikes. Um, I think that happened to Vladdy a lot, his, uh, his rookie year. And it happens to a lot of rookies, um, you know, coming into play where they won't even throw any strikes to see where their eyes at. And a lot of times, you know, they're still great hitters, but if they're swinging outside the, the strike zone, they're, you know, they're not getting good pitches to hit. So um, 
So it definitely doesn't go in their favor. So that's why I like seeing, um, you know, seeing a, a, a healthy walk rate to see where their eyes at, because at most of the time they'll, they'll advance pretty quickly throughout the system. Cool. I, 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 I agree. Um, so let's, uh, let's get into some names here and I'm going to start off with like the cheapest player possible and like the least slab stocks, Nate player you could ever have. And that is Anthony Siegler. Uh, 23 year old catching prospect in high a for the Yankees. Now, normally I would say, why are you buying a 23 year old catching prospect? But hear me out here real quick. Number one, price point. Speckle Auto out of 71, $5 January 8th on auction. All right, that is that is nothing. Nothing. A $5 bill. How many times have we wasted a $5 bill in our life? And you can get a Speckle Auto number to 71 of a guy or a Blue Wave Auto number to 150 for 10 bucks November 5th. Like these autos don't come up very often. I get that. But they're super cheap. And so if you're looking at, like, I don't have a huge budget, and you're just trying to find somebody that has something interesting going on, you can get pretty nicely numbered cards of Anthony Sigler for really cheap. And the reason I like him is twofold. Number one, last year, across two levels, a 21.8% walk rate to a 19.7% strikeout rate. And not only that... But he also had a better walk rate than strikeout rate at both levels. It wasn't just supported by one level and not the other. Um, so we ran really nice on-base percentages across two levels. Now, it wasn't, it's not overly impressive per se. He's, he, re, he replayed two levels. So last year, in 2021, he was an A, high A. Then 2022, A ball, and then high A as well. So he went down a level and then repeated the levels. So not super impressive to repeat levels, but his numbers were much better from a um, walk rate standpoint and strikeout rate standpoint. I like that. And then one other thing is there was a tweet I saw um, very quickly. Six catchers who had at least five home runs and 15 stolen bases in 2022. Harry Ford for the Mariners, Bo Naylor for the Guardians, Austin Wells for the Yankees, Drew Romo for the, I believe, the Rockies. Rockies. Caleb Roberts, I don't know. And Anthony Siegler for the Yankees. If you look up Harry Ford or Bo Naylor or Austin Wells or Drew Romo, uh, with the exception of Drew Romo, because I'm not 100% sure how much his autos are anymore. Let me look that up quick. Drew Romo, Blue Auto, 44 bucks. Um, those guys are not $5 speckle autos, you know? And Anthony Sigler both had walk rate and was one of the few guys to have 15-plus stolen bases. Six catchers had 15-plus stolen bases last year. Um, now, one guy ahead of him is also a Yankee. That's a concern. But we're talking about a $5 bill here for a card. Like, if he gets out to uh, – if he keeps up the walk rate and strikeout rates he's been running and gets to – double a and keeps doing that and then adds maybe a little bit of power or something like that you know i could easily see a five dollar card becoming a 15 20 card with a hot week or two yeah yeah i mean i can see it he's, he's definitely someone that i don't normally 
gravitate to. You know, Me neither. Um, but I see where you're coming from. That price point is so so cheap. Where you know, if he does anything, yeah. or even just makes the forty man and he gets called up with an injury or what you know, whatever. Um, in that lines, you know, his prices will probably go up. And he was a first rounder back in 2018. I just realized. Yep. Which is a while ago now. And it, and look again, he's got a catcher in front of him. That's a concern. He's 23 year old playing, repeating high a, that's a concern, but it's just interesting stats and price point of a card being $5, not even $4 and 94 cents for an out of 71 auto. It's like, I mean, it's really not even a gamble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And um, when he was in in low A, he had a 153 WRC plus. Yeah. Though, again, repeating level as a 23-year-old. So, true. grain true. of salt there. True, true. But if well, I covered my first player. Jimbo, you want to cover yours? Yeah. Um, let me see here. So if we're going with walk rates, so I'm going to do someone that's, that's kind of similar. I didn't look at prices or anything like that. Um, I can look them up for you. Yeah. Okay. So type in this kid, Alan Serta. Uh, Reds. This came out in 2022 Bowman. Yeah. So I'll do one that's kind of like a, a low risk type of guy. Um, real quick, before we get into the into the talking about his stats so that everyone has a grasp on the price of his cards, Purple Auto, $39 on auction January 25th. Green Shimmer Auto on auction January 22nd for $31. Sapphire Auto, PSA 10 for $31 on auction January 21st. Um, Green Atomic is what it looks like, or Aqua Sapphire, actually, 99 PSA 9 auto for $14. So we're talking real cheap here as well, $10 for a Sapphire auto. Um, very, very cheap autos here. $3.82 yeah. for a base auto. How much was the base? $3.82. Yeah. Plus okay. whatever shipping is. Yeah, so basically, you know, very, very cheap auto here, but this is one that very high risk. And it's, I'm actually going to lean both ways. I'm going to play both sides of this. So last year he had in uh, in high A, he had a, a 16.9 uh, walk rate uh, in 62 games. But then he also had 62 games in double A and it's had a 16.3 walk rate. So that was pretty consistent. But this is kind of going on both sides is just because he has a good walk rate doesn't mean, you know, that's everything. So to kind of play the other side, the negative part, like in in uh in high a the dude had 36.5 percent k rate so but then he also had 13 homers so like this dude was either swinging for the fences or just standing up at the plate um it's, it kind of seemed like um and then when he got to double a he had a 30 percent k rate and his walk rate was 16.3 so and he also had 11 homer homers in double a so he had 24 homers on the season last last year, but his K rate was crazy. His stri- strikeout rate was pretty high. Um, but you know, with someone that that that's that cheap, and his averages, man, his averages. He had a good year last year, 
or in 2021 in 2022 he definitely struggled more on his average um he probably put a little more power in his swing because of the home runs and when when jimbo says struggled on his average he's talking a 219 average in high a um repeating the level or getting a second taste at the level i guess it's not really repeating when in 2021 he only played 21 games and in double a he had a 198 average yeah so i will i will point out real quick that 198 average quite low he had a 250 bay bip if he ran a 320 bay bip like he did um in high a uh it's significantly high his his average would be significantly higher than the 219 he ran in high a because it's only it's only 21 points lower but his batting average balls in play was 70 points lower yeah between the two levels last year yeah so i kind of wanted to bring someone that's a low risk but there's you know obviously tremendous like there's a lot of red flags but he could have someone that could have like one hot month, like let's say to start the month off and his $3 base autos go to 10 or 15 or whatever, you know, I mean, where, we saw what our Stetis Aquino did. Yeah. You know, in exactly. Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati players are kind of the guys that I feel like not many people are paying attention to their right or wrong. They seem like they kind of have a boring minor league system. Not many people pay attention to it. But that could just be me being biased as a as a Brewers fan. Um, but Cincinnati seems like the perfect place to buy cheap on a guy like this and just wait for them to get up to the majors and play in that tiny ballpark and then hit 10 home runs in a month. And everyone's like, holy smokes, this guy's going to be so amazing. But pitchers haven't figured him out yet in their rookie year. And then you sell him. Exactly. Exactly. Where, so – Anyone that's listening, I also wanted to play both sides of that. Check out the entire stats, low risk. Wanted to bring up a name that you probably don't hear very often. Um, but then low I also. Low risk from a monetary standpoint. What's that? Low risk from a monetary standpoint, but yeah. high risk from uh, becoming a useful major leaguer. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I also wanted to bring up, look at his 2018 stats, Nate, um, because going back to this, like the entire cycle of prospecting, if we were back in 2018 and we're looking at his stats, so he's, he's 2018, he was 18 years old playing rookie ball, 51 mm-hmm. games, had six, uh, six home runs, uh, three stolen bases. His walk rate was 11.7 K rate, 21%, uh, baby 331 average 272. Um, and his WRC plus is 145. So like, and a, and a 402 on base percentage. So, yeah, like a lot of it's that not, stuff. I don't know. Like to me, if I if I'm only looking at 2018, let's say it's 2018 right now, it screams like, man, Yeah, it's like, dude, this yeah. guy's gonna be awesome. But you and can that, now the people that are new and collect, they can go back and look at a player like this and see how quickly it can fall. <laughs> yeah, and that highlights the risk of going like, yeah, Jason Churio is interesting, very very interesting. But that highlights the risk of investing in guys that are in the Dominican Summer League in rookie ball. <clears throat> we just don't know enough. And so you can get fooled. And there's going to be a lot of people wasting a lot of money on Dominican Summer League stats that are saying, oh, it's so good, blah, blah, blah. And it is good. And it's better to perform than not to perform, obviously. But some of those prices were insane. And even right now, sitting at 
like $35, $40 on a base auto. I still want that to drop on Jason Churio before I'm willing to like take a gamble on him. Cause I do like the, I do like the bat and everything, but power is not there yet. And, and Alan Serta is a great example of the risks of, uh, moving forward past the lowest, lowest levels of the minors. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one thing I do want to point out is rather nicely, uh, be, he played 62 games in high A this past year and 62 games in double A, uh, basically the same amount of plate appearances. And he basically ran the exact same walk rate, 16.9% in high A to 16.3, but he cut his strikeout rate from 36.5% to 30%. Um, you love to see that, or at least I love to see that. And uh, if his BABIP had just been closer to his career average, which his career average before the 250 brought it way down. Um, oh, actually, that's streamer projections. Never mind. Uh, <clears throat> if e- Even if his his career average BABIP had to have been close to uh, looking at all these and just trying to 331, 290, 311, 333, 320. I mean, he was probably close to three. Let's say 320, 315 as a career BABIP. And last year he ran a 250 in double A. So if he got close to his career averages, his numbers are looking a lot better. And I don't think he's a $3.82 Bowman base off. Yeah. Yep. I I agree. So I thought that was a fun one to kind of go through a little bit of uh, multiple categories um, that I hopefully the people listening enjoyed kind of the thought process through it, um, like of the entire cycle of when we look at a player like this. Yep. I agree. Um, oh, I don't want to be on Cincinnati. Let's get off there and go back to everyone. Um, all right. For me, the next guy, of course, is going to be Emmanuel Rodriguez. He was one of those guys that I was just like, I want to buy this offseason and never ended up buying. We've talked about him quite a few times. Um, there is there is obviously risk here. He had 199 plate appearances in a breakout year, and then and then that was all we got, right? So it's not like this is a surefire thing. But what I will say is this: in 199 plate appearances at age 19 in a ball, almost a 29% walk rate to a 26% strikeout rate, which is alarming. A 196 WRC plus. He did have a 364 BABIP, which was high, but um, he had over a thousand OPS as a 19 year old. I would take a chance on that. I was going to take a chance on that at fifty dollars. I'm not as likely probably to take a chance on it at seventy five, even though I should because I do like I do like the bat. He's got pop. Um, five doubles, three triples, nine home runs, more walks than strikeouts. Uh, has a little bit of speed with 11 stolen bases, though he's caught five times. Like, he's got enough interesting tools where I'm just like, yeah, I'm on board with Emmanuel Rodriguez. But that being said, he could also move up to high A, and that walk rate could plummet, and that strikeout rate could skyrocket, and I wouldn't be shocked at all. Yeah. He's a very interesting one because he kind of has the like the framework to be – awesome but with that injury you know that 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 was a big injury for him at a young age where i'm really curious to see how he comes back from that 
his knee injury because there's you know not just like the physical part but also like the mental part of sitting there when you're that young uh the stress and the pressure and all that um so i'm really curious like I, i'm going to be excited to watch this kid in spring training I, he'll probably be in the on the backfields but hopefully i can get something on him watch some film on him but then also when he gets down the like that first month in the minors i'm going to be looking at his looking at his stats every week to see if it's if it's for real or not me as well me as well i uh i don't know there's just something about him and you know he's 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 stocky he's 5'10 210 pounds so there's like not really probably any room to grow and um he's likely going to be a corner outfielder in the future but that's a really good eye at the plate with pop from somebody so young where it's just interesting enough for me to be like, yeah, I want to buy in on that guy, but I don't want to buy in PSA nine auto base auto just sold for a hundred dollars on January 25th, $99, 89 will round up the last 11 cents like that. That's a bit, that's a bit expensive. Yeah. Um, for what is considered, what is really 199 played appearances of a good year. Like we don't know. He could have gone into the second half and plummeted and stats could have looked terrible. We're talking about 200 plate appearances of a year, 47 games. That's not even a third of a major league season. Mm-hmm. You know how many times I've seen guys have great thirds of major league seasons. You remember Jeremy Hazelbaker for the, for the Cardinals? Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, I know that's what's ba- baseball's weird like that because it's streaky and then also uh, teams adjust once they get yep. film on you and once they see what you know your weakness is. But dude, that that WRC plus, you know me, I'm a big fan of that, and he was um, that that's pretty outrageous. He had like a what 196, 196, WRC? yeah. So, um, I thought that was interesting, dude. I want you so Jason Cheerio. I want you to cover him because I know that's, you know, Brewer's connection, but he's sitting 17th on this list. Um, and I wanted to, I want you to, to go over to talk about him. All right. So Jason Churio, he's very interesting. Let's just put it that way. He's very interesting from a card price. Let's look it up real quick. We're talking $40 for his last base, $94 for his last speckle out of $299, $200 for a purple SGC 1010, um, $32 on auction for his last base auto. So you can get it a little bit cheaper. Like that's a fine price. But again, we talked about Alan Serta risk there. But what I will say is this 17 years old, running a walk rate. That is almost double his strikeout rate, 22.9%, 23% walk rate to a 12.6% K rate. That's really good. For no matter your age, that is really good. Now, he didn't have a ton of power last year, seven doubles, three triples, one home run. And he's not really projected to get huge, huge power. Um, He probably didn't have anything to hit if he's walking that much. That's true. That's true. Uh, 55 potential raw power, 55 game power by, by fan grass. But again, we're so young here that 
yeah. these things could change. He's 6'1", 162 pounds. What happens when he's 6'1", 205 pounds, if he can keep that same eye at the plate? There's there's potential for that to happen. He also had 14 stolen bases to only four caught stealing. And so what I want to say is this. Jason Churio, before he had a card, he was interesting. Now that he has a card, he's still interesting. I do think $32 is a bit of a risk because of what we covered with Alan Serta, but running a walk rate, and again, only 40 games, 175 plate appearances, but running a walk rate that was double your strikeout rate, no matter the age, adding in stolen bases, not having a drastically high Bay BIP at 324. The there's enough pieces here where, and the Guardians are pretty good at developing players. Um, maybe not once they hit the majors. There's been some disappointments there in the la- in the last couple of years, but in the minors, uh, they've had their fair share of uh, top hundred prospects. Combining every interesting piece here, along with the name, in which I think Jason Churio is always going to, he's obviously always going to be associated with Jackson. Yeah. And that's always going to be a good thing for his market, um, regardless of being on the Guardians or not. Like, I I wouldn't be shocked. The problem is I wouldn't be shocked if he got up to A ball and that walk rate cut in half and the strikeout rate, like, stayed the same, you know? Um, but it's still good. Or the right strikeout rate ballooned to 20% and the walk rate cut to 10%. That's still good. Um, but it would be a little bit of a disappointment. But I also wouldn't be shocked if he came up, kept the same eye at the plate, grew into some more power, and became a top hundred prospect. In this thirty dollar auto, ballooned up to a hundred. And yeah. so, if you're willing to take the risk on a seventeen year old that hasn't played stateside baseball yet, and it's a huge risk, it's a huge risk. You could go through and look at a ton of players that had great, great, great Dominican summer league stats, great rookie ball stats, and went on to flame out by double A. Um, but if you're willing to take the risk and, and he, especially if it's just like one base auto, like that's not, you know, 30 bucks, whatever he, he <clears throat> there is, there is potential here for a $30 auto that you don't normally get elsewhere. Like if he wasn't on the guardians, imagine if he had these same stats, same last name as Jackson, but a Yankee. Oh Yeah. Are we talking a hundred fifty dollar card? Well, okay. So that I'm glad you said that because I'm going to be honest with you. I've been wanting to buy Jason Cheerio because there's a lot of things that I like, like the framework, the age, all that, the name, all that good stuff. Everything I I look for. But the thing that scares me the most, and I don't know what it is, and it's not because I'm a Tigers fan, but something about position players with Cleveland because I know how hard it is. Like their their entire minor leagues. Yeah, it's their pitching parks. It's hard for hitters. Yeah. There's some great hitters that go through that, that kind of sneak by um, because it's just tough. It's so cold. Like it's just their pitcher parks where that kind of worries me because I know, you know, people are going to be looking at stats um, like crazy with a guy like this. And, you know, if they're not hitting, if they're not, if they don't have eye popping stats, people run away um, with even with good, um, with a good eye test. But I definitely want to take a chance on on this guy with this price. I haven't bought anything of him, and I need to just just in case he does pop off because he's one of those that could have the same thing as like a like as his brother did last year, 
come stateside and just have a monster first half in the second half. Here, let me compare for you. I know these aren't quite the same prospect because Roderick Arias was is both a shortstop and the number one international free agent signing. But Roderick Arias is 18 right now. Jason Churio is 17. Um, and in fact, there is an eight-month difference between them. So it's not even really close. Roderick Arias is uh, closer to Jackson's Jackson Churio's age than Jason Churio. Um, but Roderick Arias last year in the Dominican Summer League. Jason's still 17, right? Yeah, yeah he's still 17. Um, Roderick Arias last year, 194 average, 379 on base, 370 slugging, 113 WRC+. A 20% walk rate, a 33% K rate, but plays shortstop and is the number one prospect. Yeah. Jason Churio. 280, so 80 points better than uh, 86 points better than Roderick Arias. 446 on base percentage, that is a good like 66 points better than Roderick Arias. 402 slugging, that's 32 points better than Roderick Arias. WRC plus 113 for Arias, 144 Churio. Walk rate 22.9 percent, that's 2.9 percent better than Roderick Arias. K rate 12.6%. That's 20.3% better than Roderick Arias. They both didn't have a lot of power. Uh, in fact, obviously, Jason had better power. He's eight months younger. But he doesn't play shortstop. He wasn't the number one prospect. And for that reason, the difference in price here, the last auction for Jason Churio was a $33 base auto. The last auction for Roderick Arias, or the last base non-graded base auto for Roderick Arias, our auction seventy-six dollars. Oh yeah. So not even Jason isn't even half the price that Roderick Arias is, despite putting up way way better stats. But he doesn't play shortstop, and he wasn't the number one prospect uh, international signing. Yeah. Something. I've, Another thing too is that I always think about is those I've seen those summer leagues in the pitching there, and it's usually just full of like absolutely electric arms with zero command. Mm-hmm. Where you know you could have a great hitter up there, but sometimes there's just nothing to hit, and then you start to stress, and then you start swinging outside the uh, like out, outside the strike zone, um, which I think there's a huge factor to that where. Um, I think when Jason Cheerio comes over, he'll probably be in the complex league in uh, in AZ. I doubt that they'll have him in uh, in low A, or in, he'll probably do rookie ball halfway. Yeah, through. no, definitely rookie ball first, because uh, they're going to need to get him used to just being in the United States in general. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's why they usually do a lot of the complex because they have so many resources there. Because that's it's like their it's like a headquarters for these the major league teams. Are there um, spring training complexes. So I don't know, like he's an interesting one because out of all the, you know, like how I said earlier, you know, I'm scared of the minor league teams of Cleveland, but then I just realized he'll probably be in complex. So he'll have a full year of complex and then rookie ball with not, you know, they're, they're, they're not, they're not as much of a, a pitcher's league where it could be interesting where he takes off. And then maybe that's a quick flip. You wait till he gets to, you know, high A or single A or something like that. 
But I have a question for you, Nate. This is one thing that I always ask myself if I'm thinking too much about a card. If I had his gold auto that I ripped myself that I didn't have to go out and buy, would you keep it or would you sell it? I'd keep it. You, what, even knowing like what the price you could get for it and you could buy something else? Am I selling it, covering my costs, and then being able to buy another Jason Churio? Or that even, yeah. If I can, if I can sell it, cover the costs I spent on the the box, and then buy another Jason, a decent Jason Churio at the price, sure, I would sell it then. Okay. But if I can't cover the cost of the box, I'm keeping it as an investment. Um, and the reason why is let's this just came out January twentieth, six days ago. I'm going to read halfway down the thing here, the Fangraphs write up on him. The square frame youngster has already added significant strength and muscle to his extremely projectable frame and flash surprising power for a 17 and a half year old on Arizona backfields. Churio rips his top hand through contact with uh, precocious authority and posted impressive exit velos for his age in the DSL. You know, I love my exit velos. Yeah, he I also shows promising barrel vol- uh, variability, flattening out to impact pitches at the top of the zone while using his lower half to dip and barrel low ones. It's excessive to anticipate that Churio, who won't turn 18 until May, will have the same meteoric rise through the minors that his brother has enjoyed. But he sure looks like a high upside young impact or young prospect with a chance to break out in a big way over the next couple of years. You got to be careful reading those because sometimes I get so amped up when I, I read a write up because <laughs> I'm yeah. like, ah! and obviously they're they're doing their best to color them in a they want they obviously want to color these guys in as positive a light as they can, because they want people, you know, not many people are psychos like me and will read through uh, the top 30, 40 of each team when I get a chance. Um, But they do want individuals from their, those teams. So they want guardians fans reading as many guardians fans reading this as possible. Mm -hmm. And that means, you know, don't poo poo on uh, guys. So it is going to be a rosy picture. I would imagine that being said, um, it's still a risk. We're still talking about a 17-year-old that hasn't touched stateside baseball yet. Um, and and $32, while it's not, it's not expensive, it's also not cheap. And I'd much rather buy two of him than one of Roderick Arias. That being said, uh, it's definitely, he definitely seems like one of the better. Mm-hmm. From the potential to make a lot of money, he seems like a good bet, yeah, or a good buy. But I, I got another no question for you. Yeah. So okay, let's say you hit his gold auto, same gold auto that you hit. You have three options: you can keep it, you could sell it, cover the box, and then buy more of his brother, like buy a card of his brother, Jackson. or the same thing: you could sell it, cover the price of the box, and buy a nice, you know. Uh, card of of Jason Cheerio. Which one would you rather like? Which 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 would you do if you had to choose? Well, if you're, I know they're not the same level of prospect, but if you're asking me if I'd rather have, I mean, the card wouldn't be as good if you're choosing his brother, obviously. But if it was like, okay, let's say you made two hundred dollars net after covering your the box. Look, I can buy 10 Jason Churios for one Jackson. I love Jackson Churio. I hope he's amazing because I'm a Brewers fan. 
But if I can get 10 of one guy that has interesting upside, like I think Jason Churio, if things break right this year, could end up becoming a hundred dollar auto. Right now that's, that's, that's the high end. That's the high end minuscule chance. Things break right. You know, 5% chance type of outcome. Mm-hmm. Do I think a Jackson Churio base auto can become $3,000? Because that's the type of, that's the type of, uh, oh, that's not, that's not necessarily true. It would need to become like $1,000. I'm gaining $70 a card, essentially, mm-hmm. which is, which is you, you 70 know. net or 700 net or it's 70 net per card, 700 net. If you sell all 10 at a hundred. Yeah. Which would, and you sold all 10 plus the money you got, you know, you'd be up a thousand. Do I think a Jackson Churio base auto non-graded will be hit a thousand dollars this year? That's the question you have to ask yourself. My answer would be no. So okay, I love I love that you talked through that because that's a lot of the like a lot of people always come to me and say, hey, should I buy this card? Like it, it's a risk no matter what. But the the thing that I the practice that I always do, my answer is usually like, would you rather buy this player? at that price, you know, it might be a better card of, of the different player, or you might be able to get a lesser card. Like that, that's how I look at it. Cause at the end of the day, yeah, you can make a lot of money on Jack's Cheerio if it goes up, but the margin could be higher with some of these other plays like a just uh, Jason Cheerio where there's, you know, you're buying at 30, it goes up to 70. Like, what do you need Jackson Cheerio to match that? Can you repeat probably- that? I probably didn't re- I probably didn't explain that. It's all about opportunity costs. And rather yeah. than than um, talking about dollars and cents, I always go to percents. Like, okay, if if it goes up to, to you know the Jason Cheerio goes from 30 to 100, what what does Jackson Cheerio have to do to get that same margin at what his prices are at? Like he would have well, to be like I mean, I don't know. It's a lot easier to go from 30 to 100 because there's so many more buyers in the 30 to 100 range than there are in the 300 to a thousand dollar range. Exactly. Just just in general, um, like I'm in the 30 to 100 dollar range. I'm not in the 300 to a thousand dollar range very often. Mm-hmm. It's got to be special circumstances where I'm like, yeah, I feel comfortable buying that card for that much because it's real life. It's real life money, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I always think when it comes to cards specifically, I know it's an investment and I know I'm planning on selling it out, but I'm always like, you know, what happens if slab stocks went down tomorrow? What happens if my wife loses a job? What happens if we have an unexplained expected medical bill or a car accident or something like that? It's like $300 is real Mm -hmm. tangible money where it's like hard to spend that. Whereas $30 is, all right, maybe you have one less one less date night a week or something, right? Yeah. Um and so what Jackson I don't know. I honestly because of the prices, like let's look up if we look up a Julio Rodriguez base auto right now. Yeah, and that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, okay, that's that would be his ceiling price, you would think. Is a J-Rod. Yeah. And, and right now, J-Rod's hot. PSA 10, $2,000 on fixed price. B, um, BGS 9.5, 1400 
where are my uh where's my I mean BGS 951400, right? You know, that's it's actually hard to find. Okay, base auto 800 bucks January 18th best offer. Now, this is obviously not graded, been out a while. People probably assume it's not going to grade well. You know, you got you can factor that in a little bit. But if Jay if Jackson Churro is already at 320 and we're talking about Julio Rodriguez hottest player in baseball right now, hottest name Mm-hmm. non-graded base auto being 800 and it's likely that the jackson sure you buy is not going to psa 10 anyways because the condition is so bad on these cards like there's not a ton of there's not a ton of upside there there's a That's lot cool. more upside with a jason there's a lot more risk they're not the same player jackson churio has 70 grade raw power and 70 grade speed that doesn't grow on trees um, along with having a decent bat, 45 hit tool and uh, and fielding like he, they're expecting him to be a good center field defender with power and speed and a decent eye at the plate. Not what Jason put up, but a decent eye at the plate. Like we're not talking about the same prospect here, but we don't need to be. I'm not trying to get Jason Churio up to three hundred twenty dollars a base auto. We're just trying to get him up to a hundred. Yeah, exactly. That that I'm so I like this episode. We weren't even trying to get to to this topic. Of no, we've gone off the rails, but I like it. But this is exactly I think the talk that people need to start having to themselves when they're looking at cards. Um, and you know, I'm not like there's no right or wrong. Like where if you like Jack Jackson Cheerio, like. This, you know, the floor is higher, uh, less risk. You know, there's still up or there is still risk, but there's so like upside. But then there's also the Jace Cheerios where it's just have that conversation to see to yourself to see where the value is at. Because, you know, like for me, what I'm thinking here is, man, I'd be, I like I'd rather take 10, 10 J, Jason Cheerio type prospects at thirty dollars a base auto and make my own mutual fund type thing and have 10 of them. And if you only need one of them to pop off to be a Jackson Cheerio, which is not easy to do. But if you're doing it right, you'll find one, get to that price. And then you have nine other that, you know, nine others that, you know, might've popped off or might've did decent or did okay. But if five of them become Alan Serta, you're fine as well, because the other five would make your, you know, make you your money. Um, and, like Vaughn Grissom last year, he was 30 bucks a base auto last year. Different factors, you know, obviously a lot of stuff like that. But, you know, someone could pop off in a season and then his stuff was selling for 175 to 225 raw base when he had that crazy first month. Um, you know, it came down. But obviously, like there's players like that in that $30 range that we're not talking about right now mm-hmm. that we will be next year. Find, and I'm telling the people that are listening, find them. And that's how you really make money in the baseball card world. Yeah. Do your research, find them, store them, and have them ready to sell for when they pop off. Um, yeah. And, and, and like, if you can, if you can, if you can store, you know, type of thing, because obviously, obviously some people don't want to be sitting on that money and just, yeah storing 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 but if you are able if you are able to do that by all means 
that is the best way to, and it, especially cheap cards. I mean, looking at Jason Churio right now, there's one ending in six minutes at $41.88. I'd be tempted. I'd be tempted spending a little <laughs> bit over just to, just to get it, but I probably won't. Um, there's one ending in six hours that I'm going to favorite. There's one ending on Friday, or actually let me go ending soonest here. There's one ending in an hour and 50 minutes, SGC 9. Interested in that. You know, just, just I'm going to, I think what I'm going to do now after we've had this conversation is I'm going to end up picking up at least a few. I can't mm-hmm. walk away with none. Yeah, I know. I need at least, I need at least one or two um, as well to cover cover my bases if he does go off yep but i think i would honestly i think you know when we first talk i was you know i would always preach sell it at debut Mm -hmm. which holistically i do but then there's also some players that i sell in the minors like i think if he had an amazing year this year i would sell yeah right there's there's a long way there's a long way for a guy that's a dsl player to get to the majors Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to buy a card at thirty-two bucks and sit onto it for five years if I can make money in year one mm-hmm. by selling once he hits high A. Like, it's just a. It's just a. Get your money, move it. Get your money, move it. Because next year there'll be twenty yeah. other Jason Girios. That's the there'll fun part. Somebody else. I love. Just it. happens that this guy has the same name as the number three prospect in baseball, which. Shout out, they are, the day we're recording this, they're coming out with their new top 100 prospect list tonight for MLB Pipeline. Let's so go. Fun. Um, but Jimbo, I we should probably end here because it's been yep. 45 minutes. We went off the rails a little bit. But what one last thing I want to leave you with is if you just go to Fangraphs and you sort by whatever your favorite stat is, it doesn't even have to be walk rate. You could be like, I love isolated power, which we had a guy come up to us Years and years and years ago, I think in 2019 at a Minnesota show, who said he looks at two things, average and isolated power. I said, good luck to you, sir. Um, but if you love isolated power and you feel like that's the that's the ticket to finding a guy that you want to invest in, you can sort by that um, and then look for other things. You know, we're looking at Godwin Bennett, Bennett. 19 years old, 347 isolated power, 15% walk rate, 29% strikeout rate. But, you know, he's 19. He had a good walk rate. He had a great isolated power. He, all of a sudden, there's interest. But he doesn't have a card yet, likely, Dominican Summer League. Um, but you can go you can go from there and check that out. Dalton Rushing, uh, which – does Dalton Rushing have a card? Yep. Uh, Dalton Rushing, 21 years old, A-ball complex league. You know, 337, 337 uh, isolated power and 134 plate appearances, 404 average, 522 on base, 740 slugging. Like, there's an interesting guy right there in Dalton rushing. Yeah. Um, Dodgers, obviously. He was a guy that actually had my list that I was going to talk about when we start the new segments. And look, he was just drafted. You know, but a purple. A purple yeah. sold for $15, a non, non-auto non purple. I'm holding back because I want to talk about this kid a lot, but I'm going to save it for the next, another episode, because I know we will go, I won't be able to stop. 
Good choice. Mm-hmm. Also, I spelled Dalton wrong, <laughs> which maybe is why the purple went for 15 bucks. But like, that's cheap. 15 bucks for a purple uh, non-auto. Snag yeah. that. See what happens. Why not? There's some um, plays but, out there. Yeah. But that being said, we uh, we uh, should get going because I got a lot of stuff to do today. And we've already hit 48 minutes on this podcast. Um, so, Jimbo, any last words? Nope. Other than everyone have a great weekend. Uh, Nate and I are going to be having some new segments for Daining Corners, which we're excited about. We're building out to be a little more structured. Um, and we're excited to bring some fun stuff to you all. I agree. I am I am pumped to see where we can go this year. And sorry about the uh, chimes on the uh, computer there at the end. But thank you, everyone, for watching or listening, not watching, but listening to today's Dinging Corners. And hopefully you'll be watching here somewhat soon. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you all giving us uh, the time of your day to listen to our voices, to talk about baseball. And uh, we will talk to you guys next Friday. See ya.